Blog Talk Radio. Sunday was created just to focus on the tenant that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. And I just happen to be a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. Um, I've had many spiritual experiences, 
and in gratitude, very much so, and in grace. We have ongoing Bible readings. I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me and reading out of the Bible. The call-in number, if you want to listen over your phone today, is 619-924-9744. Sacred Sunday airs almost every Sunday. I took a little vacation, but we're back and uh, mostly 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, but sometimes we push it to 12. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD Naval Angels by Save. Uh, you can order a copy by contacting Save, S-A-V-A-E dot org. Uh, I found them on Facebook, and I know they do live shows. And you can listen to them on YouTube for free, and I got my CD from Amazon if you want to get it that way. It's called Native Angels. It's a beautiful uh, and uplifting uh, cassette. Anyway, for the opening prayer, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, we pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy. And those whose lives were taken for distorted evil reasons, we believe they become martyrs. And they pray for us now. We pray for all those suffering from violence here and abroad. And we pray for those who are sick in mind and body. Those who are lonely and uncomforted, please God forgive us for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes, and we pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Archangel Michael, to fight against evil and protect them and all your angels to watch over everyone, especially the little children that are in great danger and those who prey on them and just a horrible God. Please watch over everybody. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves and also the little babies and the people that can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers. No matter what we believe personally, God, we pray that our country is protected from all the evil influences. And then, God, we know that you can straighten everything out that you want to. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for problems of suffering from all over the world. We want to thank God for everything. We ask Jesus to bless us and help grow under his care and help us mature and help us turn into the beautiful human beings that we were meant to be. Dear God, we want to thank you for everything, and we keep everybody and their families in our prayers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to say happy birthday. We have a lot of birthdays uh, today, including my granddaughter, uh, Michelle Youngkin and Philip Stroutman, uh, William Gellison, Kristen Ringelman Bradford, Brent Smith, and Robert James. I wish you a very happy and blessed birthday and a very prosperous year ahead. If you'd like us to announce anybody's birthday or special announcements or anniversaries, just let me know. You can uh, Facebook me, Charlene Sin McCain, and uh, message me over there, and I'll pick it up. Anyway, today we are moving on to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read the summary, and then we're going to read the Bible, straight from the Bible itself. And if we have time, we'll read from our book. So 
First Peter, second summary. Let's get stoned. Peter has plenty more to say. If you're on God's team, act like it. Don't be hateful or bitter or insecure or envious or a liar. Act like a newborn Christian that you are. Drink nothing but spiritual milk, and you'll grow up and be strong and holy, or be like a stone. Again. Again, they say, stay with us, stay here, stay sober. There are some stones that folks don't think were good enough to be for building houses. Jesus was one of those. Believers are the others. But these rejected stones were built, were to use to build a spiritual house, says Peter. Again, Peter quotes Isaiah's thoughts on stones. He tells us that the stone that everybody hated will become the cornerstone and that the most important piece of the whole building. Like that, and that builders, that same stone will trip up those haters and make them fall. Fall into sin, that is. They turn their backs on God, and they'll get their comeuppance one day. But believers are super special. They're God's new people, and he's going to be merciful with them. The other folks, not so much. Be good. Okay, so if you're a believer in Jesus, how should you be acting? First of all, don't sin. Also, you should try to behave yourself when you're dealing with non-believers. They may think Christians are a little wacky, but if everybody keeps their behavior on the up and up, it could change their mind. Hey, it's worth a shot. Also, don't go around challenging authority figures on purpose. Be respectful to the emperor and his governors. People, the people here, excuse me, doesn't want anyone thinking Christians are antisocial anarchists. Honor everybody you meet, but especially throwing a little bowing in your head to, when you're dealing with the emperor. So as much as you don't agree with them, you've got to give Rome what they want. They're slaves for you. Okay, how about slaves? Well, Peter says you guys should be also totally accepting of your masters, even if they're super hard on you. After all, if you do something wrong and get beat for it, then that's on you. Anyway, and if you don't haven't done anything at all, wrong at all, to offer you by your owner, well, that time God is on your side. Actually, this makes you just like Jesus. He didn't do anything wrong, and the powers that be and crucified him. He never been retaliated. He was just trusted that God would sort it all out. So think of that when you're mercilessly whipped over a missing loaf of bread that you didn't steal or any other wrongdoings that happened to you. So I guess he's asking us to be humble, grateful, and actually show God and other people how much you love your Savior. And be holy no matter what happens. And we've got to remember that in our day-to-day life. We get very disappointed, and sometimes we act out, freak out at your job, quit, or you know any other kind of thing. You just got to stop doing all that and try to be a peacemaker. And try to hold your head up in dignity no matter what happens. You know, a lot of things have happened to me, and God reminded me with like a small voice, in, in you know, inside myself, and it's my higher voice, and I, I know that it's the part of me that God's in me. It says, hold your head up, Shar, and act like a lady, and that means no matter what happens and how uh, sometimes you get hurt, you get degraded, and uh, you lose or, you know, any other thing, but you just got to remember God's on your side and be the proper Christian. You are and act like it. And that means do the best you can. Don't fight over this crazy politics thing. Don't do anything like that. To me, I've been talking about it. However, 
I'm not posting horrible pictures or anything else, except that one that uh, uh, Wonder Woman was stalking the president. But I take that back. I'm very sorry for that. But anyway, so let's read out of the Bible before I get in any kind of trouble with this. Now, we're First Peter chapter 2. Let me get my page situated here. First Peter chapter 2. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, be like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in its respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, and coming to him as a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and is precious in the sight of God. You also, as a living stone, are being built as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in the scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe, but for those who disapprove also. The stone the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and is a rock of offense. For they stumble because they're disobedient to the word. Now, remember that part, because the reason why we get nervous and stumble and act all nuts is because we're disobedient to the word. And to this doom, they are also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellences of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not as a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you receive mercy. Okay, so this comes the important part for us, as we all are prideful. And we're also taught to be first and push to the first in line. It also says, grace means submission to government. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts that wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that the thing which they slander you as evildoers, they may because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of the visitation. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether a king as to the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that undoing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Act as a free man and do not use your freedom as a, a covering for evil, but use it as a bond place for God. Honor all people, love your brotherhood, fear God and honor the king and to the masters. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect not only to those who are good and gentle, but to those who are unreasonable. Now, we could ask this to be our employers instead of the master slave thing. Okay, for this, find favor 
If for the sake of conscience towards God, a person bears up under the sorrows when suffering unjustly, for what credit is there if you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if you, but, but if you when you do that, it, what is right, and suffer for it, you patiently endure it. This finds favor with God, for you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, Leaving you, an, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was a deceit found in him, his mouth, and while he was reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered, uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die, die to sin and live to righteousness. His wounds, you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to read. Let's read it again. Now we're at First Timothy, First Timothy. I'm sorry, First Peter, chapter two, twenty-five, and it says again, "For you were continually straying like sheep." but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your souls. So please, God, guard our souls. Help us. Help us, God. Through every temptation and snare, please help us. Do your will. And as we follow you and read the Bible and try to do the best we can to be the best people we can, and that's, that's what he's talking about, that we have the honor and respect to love each other, love ourselves, be respectful, and be a positive uh, mover and uh, move away from all the arguing and things that are going on. I mean, we're so much like it was back in the Bible when everybody was arguing in the courtyard and vicious and violent. This is before they had Jesus and even after. But um, we are to humbly submit ourselves and be strong inside knowing God has your back. Okay, let's see here. Let's pick a story out of Guidepost, and it's the same book that I keep reading out of, and let's just see here, and I hope everybody's doing really well so far in this new year coming, and uh, I just want to let you know personally that uh, I found two very good doctors, and I pray for them too. Uh, They are so loving and kind to me. And I feel like I, I'm really on the right track and um, getting the help I need. And uh, thank you for all your prayers. It really worked. And I um, feel so blessed and comforted uh, just by knowing I'm in the right hands and that God led me to them. One thing after another, and I finally found two brand new doctors that helping me um, because I have, uh, you know, a few conditions that are challenging my health. And uh, just pray for me as I pray for you, that in every situation that we find ourselves in, that we keep the strength to go, keep going, and keep being uh, honorable, that when people look at us and they say, yes, there goes the child of God, and we just have to keep trying, and no matter what happens, and keep love in our hearts, and do the best we can. Okay, so I think... I'm going to read a story, I Promised Mama, by Nesson Kirkunowski, 
Brooklyn, New York. And she says this. I was in a Nazi concentration camp in Stuttgart in the Dowsing region that I promised my mother, Pesha, that I would look after my brother, Haim. Though I, still, I was still young myself, I think Mama saw that I was the one with the chutzpah already wise to the ways of the world. But the world's ways in those awful days were inspired by the spirit of evil, I believe. In June of 1941, my family had lived in uh, Kornos, Lithuania. One day at midnight, a friend frantically beat on our door to warn us that the invading Nazis would do to us as Jews. But Papa, highly respected Taylor, could not believe him. My father, Shaman, was one of the first Jews to be shot in Canis. Mama, Haim, and I were forced to live in the Canis ghetto and to labor on the local military airport. Mama helped us keep us alive. One slice of moldy bread washed down with a watery soup was our only daily meal. She would always break her bread in half and give each of us a quarter. Mama, what are you doing? I scold. Shush, she would whisper. Looking around, I don't need so much. It's better you two should have it. It hurt me to see Mama wasting away, but she would not have it otherwise. She reminded me that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God, a reference to Deuteronomy 8.3. Keep in mind on him and my sons, and for what the dwellers in the Gehenna are trying to do here won't last. Always have faith, she emphasized, and he will watch over you. I needed more than that than ever the horrible day in 1944 when Haim and I were herded into a line to be sent to a camp in covering Bavaria. The Nazis were chosen only those who could work and what was obvious what happened to the ones left behind. A spelling used by the author for many of the other Jews and out of the reverence do not write the full and the referring to the Lord. Yes, yes, it was missing. Uh, he's just referring to the uh, uh, the word God was not written down out of respect to God. Okay, so we had only a moment to say goodbye. Mama held us close to her bony body, her dark brown eyes full of tears. Then as we turned to go, she held me back a moment. Listen, my son, she whispered. We should always keep an eye on your brother. And if you feel you survive, he will survive. Stay with him always. Yes, Mom, I joked. Promise? I promise. That was the last I ever saw of my mother. When we stumbled out of boxcar at a new camp, we were so stiff we could hardly walk. A guard began beating me for not moving fast enough. As his trench end slammed on my head, all went black. I regained consciousness. My face was cold, was in the cold mud, taking salty blood. I was glad Mama was not in this place. She would have been overcome at seeing the decline of time, who became more frail every day. He had been bruised on his right leg, making it difficult to walk. Then came a day they lined us up to two columns, facing each other, and those able to work, including me, stood in one formation. I and the rest of the sick ones made up the other. The guards stood ready with rifles. I saw Haim's eyes filled with fear and tears. Heart sick, I wonder. 
Should I run to his mine? Grace, I took a terrible chance and motioned Hiram to join me. He suddenly left his line and limped towards me. I held my breath, praying for his safety. Everyone saw, but no one stopped him. I thought I assumed someone had given permission. I knew it was a miracle. Though Kaim had remained among us living, he slipped lower. Skin green had blackened his leg and he could not walk. I tried to cover him as much as possible, but the guards were not so strict when rumors circulated that the Allies were approaching. I wish they could obliterate the camp and put us out of our misery. Then on the morning of April 27, 1945, the Nazi commander issued a proclamation. All prisoners were to leave the camp at noon and go deeper into Germany, after which the promises, premises would be dynamited to the ground. We knew this was to eliminate evidence of the atrocities. But what about Heim and the others who were unable to walk, I worried. By now, everyone else was leaving their barracks. I sat with Hiram and looked into his eyes. Hiram, I pleaded, you have to walk. Look, I can help you. No, son, he moaned. I can't move. His thin hand pressed long. Go, he pleaded. I'll be all right. Go yourself. The barracks had become quiet as the others were lining up at the gate. Just to be outside the place, no matter where, would be heaven. Thoughts raged within me. Your mother will never know. Your brother was close to death anyway. Don't be a fool. Help me, God. But I also remembered Mama's hand on my arm and her pleading, stay with me always. I promise, Mama. I leaned down and put my arms around my brother's skeletal body. Yes, I am. I stay no matter what. We heard soldiers hurriedly laying dynamite and others stringing wires. At this point, I committed us to the arms of God. But by noon, only a few of us remained in the barracks, and a low chanting of prayers began. I joined in with Hiram, praying that death would be quick. Distant rumble, it came closer. The groaning of the tanks. It had to be our liberators. Within an hour, American soldiers poured through the gate. The dynamiting never came. Who knows what happened? The soldiers were so kind, so good-natured. They gave us chocolate bars and food. I ate so much so fast I became ill. Heim was given medical treatment and recovered soon after. Later, I learned the terrible news. I heard what happened to me. I happened to meet a fellow inmate who had left with the others the April morning. He supported himself on crutches. We were all walking along the road when fighter planes roared down and stratified us with their machine guns, he said. It was dusk, and they must have thought we were enemy troops. He stared into the distance. Many were killed. He looked at me and said, you were very lucky. As he limped slowly away, I thought, lucky, no, I'm obedient. I just could cry just over this whole story. How many miracles came out of that hell? How many miracles happened? How many miracles? We must be obedient. We must be strong. And we must be the people who God made us to be, to be honest, to be forthright about your feelings, and always give God the honor and thank Jesus for our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of lessons here to help us today. And let's remember, and we'll meet again next week.
God willing, to read First Peter chapter 3. And then in closing prayer, let's say our traditional prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Please come back next week and bring your friends, and thank you for joining Sacred Sunday. In closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. God loves you, and may your best dream come true, and true love live in your heart. You never message me at any concern or request or prayer if you need to discuss something by my friends. Happy trails to you. God bless you. Oh,